0: Day from night because it just all All goes into one (laughs) runs together. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not because I'm like late. It's not that I don't do anything, but they're just the nature. (laughs) I guess the nature of being somewhat comfortably quarantined. Yeah,
1: you know. Does it does it does it happen to you? Oh yeah yeah. If I didn't you know slavishly keep a date book and keep looking at it, I would not know what Uh day it was. Or like what? I've thought of giving it up just to see what it would be like to be totally unmoored and just truly have no idea. interesting, right? I might try it, actually. Yeah, I
0: was thinking, do I care? Well, we have this podcast, so it's like, you know,
1: oh, that's Friday, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) you have to know that much. But I mean, you could go days with, you know, eh, yeah. And now that I, I don't have a writing deadline for the first time in just like ages, so I'm so happy. I'm just going to try and keep like the, my schedule as open as I can keep it for a while <laughs> oh, so I can wait, experiment. But, but what do you
0: mean? You don't? I thought you were pretty steady with Jacobin. Well, I or? am, but
1: I've decided I'm just going to because I was doing two mm-hmm. overlapping. They just happened to ask me to do one for the for the print thing and then one for something coming up sooner and I was just like I and the print thing was longer and it just doing two things in a row on deadline were were kind of rough. So I just like, you know what? I'm gonna make sure I don't accept another <laughs> piece for a week, two weeks, just so I can just relax completely. It's been it's been kinda stressful. Because I wound up with two subjects I don't really like, so it was hard. I was writing about Witt Stillman, and I really don't like mm-hmm. him, and Alex Garland, and I really don't like him. So... Wow. Wait, did you did
0: did the Stillman guy uh, created? Did he do anything new? I think I
1: only watched Manhattan. Over no, the, I was old. asked to do because the, yeah. the theme was ruling the ruling class. Pretty, you know, they uh-huh. always have a very generic theme for their yeah, their print issue. And I was asked actually to write about that one. I never would have picked it. So someone asked, would you would you do with Stillman? Even though he hasn't he, he's done like five films in thirty years or whatever. Yeah, what is
0: metropolitan, did, not Manhattan? What am I yeah, saying? Yeah, metropolitan, I Barcelona. On, uh, last That's days right. of Disco that
1: right. guy, that guy, and you know, I just don't, I never liked him particularly, mm-hmm. and so it was, it was just hard, kind of working up my spleen and how how to say how much I hate him and why. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but isn't it, you're really great at that? But isn't it much harder to actually write about something you? kind of like that is good rather than what you hate
1: even Sometime, sometimes sometimes is the most fun is writing about something you hate and yeah and people, people enjoy it the most for sure they love when you write about something that you hate far more than it's more challenging you write to write about something you love but i had to yeah. watch his shit you know and read about oh, him and it was just like oh, i hate this fucker the more i read about him the more i hate him so it was there was that <laughs>
0: Well, I'd love to read it, but since I don't want to do spoilers for for myself or for him, so I won't. I won't. Well, I have to send it to you. You know,
1: it's going to be paywalled. Mm-hmm. It'll come out on you know in the oh, next yeah. print. Yeah. So okay. you know that one you can't get mm-hmm. anyway. So I can send you. A version yeah. of it, if you want to read it, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I, yeah, please, I'd I love to read I it. I mean, yeah, the main thing never, is
1: yeah. he, he, the critics love him, and he's always mm-hmm. been given a pass on what's really obvious, like identification with ruling class. Aristocratic. Absolutely. And right? yeah. somehow mm-hmm. he gets this pass because he's humorous and witty, is mm-hmm. as, as if he's as if he's pulling a Jane Austen, who he, who he admires very much, um, in that he's constantly seemingly to undercut you know, the ruling class mores while he, but if you read him, you know, his interviews, he's, he's a hundred percent identifies and loves and mm-hmm. thinks it's right. I think it comes from some sort he of does. lineage
0: of, I don't know what some
1: politician his mother especially was sure. mm-hmm. from a, an old family. His, his father worked was high up in the JFK cabinet. Um, yeah, he's, and he's led a very, that very kind of rich kid life going, you know, going to, you know, boarding school, then Harvard, then working in publishing, because they can always get a job working in publishing, I swear to God. That's a
0: sign <laughs> of being almost... That, <laughs> was like, how do you get this That's like, how. weird job, like 23 <laughs> Yes. and you some associate edit like why you uh well we see why, why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it makes yeah. sense but you know what good segue in terms of jane austen one movie which surprisingly i really liked by him mm-hmm. i don't know if i would now i think it came out i don't know what three or four I years love ago love and, and friendship.
1: I love. love and friendship, love
0: and I friendship. Adore it. yeah <sighs> okay so did i but so how why did he pull it off it seems so witty and mean and it's, I and think it's not- Jane.
1: She it's this rare creation she did of this absolutely amoral predatory yeah. <laughs> woman. And I think that just inspires him to, to heights, you know, and it gets him out of his own era. So, you know, it's just, you know that's such a wonderful creation of hers that I think she gives him a big old boost there. And Kate Beckinsale, frankly, was born to play those parts. She should never have played any other part <laughs> than the Jane really Austen part. She's oh my amazing, god, though. she's terrific! You just love her. But, you just
0: yeah. Her. Did you read love and, love and Friendship? It's like the little. I think it's she wrote it when she was like what she 15, was 16? <laughs> Yes. Yes. Maybe 14 Because I have yes. the book It's like a letter It's kind of yes. funny Yes I read it long ago When yeah. I was trying to read
1: Every word she ever wrote mm-hmm. but Which I didn't succeed at But I yeah, I read it ages back Yeah yeah And she's more <laughs> evil Even in the book Than she is In yeah, the movie Yeah <laughs> But she's so great. Every time she says, what a perfect portrait you make. What a perfect family portrait. She's just divine. You just want to be her so bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting. So I guess the, the like, um, what's his name? I can't even pronounce his name. Stillman with Stillman. Stillman. <laughs> that couldn't somehow make it, like, didn't spoil it. Because I, I did like the movie. I didn't even think who, who made it. All I can it. think
1: is it really just seemed to Inspire the best in him. I mean, he seems to have an envy yeah. of Jane Austen's world and want to be mm-hmm. there. He wants to be in a world where you didn't have to justify the ruling class, it was self justified. Just <laughs> and he even brings that up in Metropolitan. He has the character that's the most sympathetic say, What do you think Jane Austen would think of our world? Because, you know, there's a character <laughs> who doesn't like Austen. Of course, he's going to be demonstrated to be wrong in that. Mm-hmm. He's read only – he's read secondary criticism of her and feels he only has to read that and everyone knows she's bad. And and he says, you know, her world just looks ridiculous from here and the and the favorable character says, well, you know, what would – you know, to, to her world, our world would look ridiculous. Have you ever thought of that? And I guess that's taken sort of seriously and it's an absurd thing to say. It's just stupid like so much of Stillman. It's superficially smart but actually stupid. I don't know. I just came to hate him so much. But then you watch Love and Friendship and it's just – just fantastic! It just seems to free him of all of his stupid.
0: Yeah, huh. interesting. I guess almost like he doesn't because if it goes back into the real aristocratic world rather than metropolitan, like rather than Manhattan of what nineteen eighties, yeah, he can be some- somewhat like free with his wit and not <laughs> and not boring without and not, constantly
1: like- ca- kind of undercover trying to mm-hmm. justify the things that he personally loves, which are always kind of yeah. <laughs> the ultimate ruling class shit. Yeah. yeah, but it
0: was all in the open. If you yeah, if you go to like eighteen hundreds, then yeah. it sort of exactly works much better. Good you don't point, have to yeah, strain so.
1: anymore. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay.
0: So, but that's a good segue because today we decided to do. Um, I don't know what is it like. It's not necessarily comparison of any kind. But since I noticed the uh, the new movie Emma mm-hmm. now came out online because I think the theatrical re- release was cut. Card- cut short, short because of the virus Yeah, and I uh, said so I watched it and mm-hmm. you clearly watched it mm-hmm. <laughs> way before because mm-hmm. you're a fan and uh, yeah and then I decided to go back to the 1996 version which is insufferable with Gwyneth Paltrow mm-hmm. of Emma and then I also remembered which I'm, I guess I'm really slow I always liked Clueless which is 1995 yes, which is very good movie, which is really good and it is basically the modern <laughs> version of Emma right? pretty close actually when i finally read like yeah it's mm-hmm. pretty close to the text mm-hmm. very it's clever just,
1: in the way it works very,
0: very <laughs> clever that i have to say that's my favorite out of the three mm-hmm. i don't know what's your take but yeah but that's what we decided to kind of take on <laughs> today
1: because to oh, and and me, we mentioned yeah. kate beckinsale there's one pbs version early even before the 90s one it was before she was mm-hmm. really famous so she plays emma She's terrific. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. That all then connects. Way I didn't see that at all. Yeah, that's a. Did you, did you an see old it? Old yeah, I've seen it. Only because I ta- I taught a Jane Austen adaptations course um, at UC Berkeley several times. Oh, what so am I, I
0: saying? Then you're you're a real specialist. I'm I just going to interview on. Well,
1: you. You don't want to say that because it was a very basic course. <laughs> so, I, frankly, I just wanted. I had to teach adaptations. You know, literary to film, basically, mm-hmm. and I just picked what I liked and knew. And so I, I'm a big Austen mm-hmm. fan myself, which is I'm, I regret to say I have anything in common with Witt Stillman. But there you have it. I do.
0: <laughs> well, I guess we can. It's good to start with the source rather than the movies because I, I still I don't necessarily have a finite idea. I mean, Jane Austen is considered a critic and a satirist of that mm-hmm. world, and but she's she was doing it in a womanly way mm-hmm. with humor and sort of this. I don't even know, just portrayal Mm -hmm. of the marital affairs. And that's why a lot of people, especially I think the ones who actually did not or do not read her, think that she's just a bourgeois writer, right? There's like a sort of confusion about, not even bourgeois writer, but like that there's not actually criticism or satire or humor. Yes. Rather than it just more portrayal, almost like some kind of Tolstoy thing. You know,
1: yeah. The, the 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 take is yeah. She's she's essentially identifying with the ruling class. She's a yes, Tory. yes you know, essentially, that's pretty right. <laughs> um, but she comes of age in revolutionary times, and as much as she's horrified by the French Revolution, she actually had a uh, cousin who might have been the basis for Lady Susan. By the way, um, mm-hmm. a, a very adventurous um, cousin Eliza married someone who, a French count, who was guillotined in the French Revolution. That helped. Horrifier, but you know she comes up in an era of very revolutionary thinking that the other scholars now argue you can see the influences of Mary Rollstonecraft, first you know major feminist writer. For example. Um, but yeah, there's certainly a take on her that she's just, you know, kind of ruling class, does reductionist, does, mar- you know, just promotes these kind of landed gentry values. Um, mm-hmm. You know, She does marriage plots, which are they, that yeah. phrase is usually applied in terms of scorn, at least from the people I've seen apply it, which is insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, because marriage <laughs> at the time she's writing about marriage it's it, it organizes the entire society, whole lines of succession, wealth, uh, inheritance. Mm-hmm. And of course, women's lives are entirely defined by if if you marry, if you don't, It's going to be rough if you marry, um, how well you can do in life is all completely determined by marriage. So, you know, it it takes on – it's not like it's a Rock Hudson, Doris Day movie marriage issue. It's marriage is is absolutely central to the society. So, and yeah, she's a brilliant satirist. She's hilarious. And, you know, how many women writers – have a combination of that absolutely cool tone of ironic judgment and wit and humor and yet are writing in complex ways about their own society, minutely observed. I, just, she stands alone. There's just nobody like her unless somebody sort of semi-imitated her.
0: Yeah. No, there's, yeah, there's really no one like her. And since you know she never married or had that kind of marital... I don't know, life full of whatever worries and children. She sort of really was an outside observer, which gives her more almost. Yes, thank God.
1: Believable. She mm-hmm. almost married in her late mm-hmm. 20s. She almost married for, frankly, financial gain. To to set uh-huh. herself and her sister, who never married, and her mother. Once they widowed, they were much, much poorer and kind of on the on the edge. And she almost, she agreed to marry a guy and then took it back the next day. <laughs> Why didn't but, she?